0: Welcome to episode 23 of Special Situation Investing. Today, we will do a brief overview of Intercontinental Exchange, ticker symbol ICE, ICE, and their recently announced offer to acquire Black Knight Inc., ticker symbol BKI. Before we delve into it, uh, I've watched this company for at least a couple of months now. I really like the business model, the fact that it's low capex, that it's sort of fee-based, and it can do well in expanding or contracting markets, uh, and it can do well in an inflationary environment as well. Uh, But I didn't see anything that offered a good intro into the stock price-wise. Here recently, the stock has dropped significantly upon a little bit before and upon the announcement of the Black Knight uh, acquisition. So perhaps that creates a opportunity for us to jump in and acquire a really solid business. Um, But with that, let's get into the overview. First off, the CEO Uh, His name is Jeffrey Sprecher, and he's the uh, founder um, and CEO of the company. He started this company back in 2000, and it was a market maker in energy at the time. He's grown the company through acquisitions and new product offerings, most notably through his New York Stock Exchange purchase, uh, which they wholly own at this time. The CEO owns uh, about $159 million worth of the company's stock. That's about 86,000 shares as of last month, which is a meaningful amount uh, given his publicly disclosed net worth is around half a million dollars. So good sign in terms of uh, kind of an owner-operator-manager with some skin in the game. All right, getting into the ICE overview, this uh, overview is straight out of Morningstar, uh, but just sums up the company for you. So Intercontinental Exchange is a vertically integrated operator of financial exchanges, and provides ancillary data products. The, through the company, Though the company is probably best known for its ownership of the New York Stock Exchange, which it acquired in 2013, ICE operates a large derivatives exchange too. The company's largest commodity futures product is the ICE-Brent Crude Futures contract. In addition to the exchange business, which is about 55% of net revenue, Intercontinental Exchange has used a series of acquisitions to create its mortgage technology business, which is 18% of net revenue, and fixed income and data service segment, which is 27% of net revenue. That's how Morningstar describes the company. The CEO himself, in describing the company through earnings calls and whatnot, broadly categorizes them as having uh, two business segments. The first one, is the exchange and market making. That's that part that makes up 55% of their net revenue. This is fee driven, uh, taking a cut of the trades, whether markets are going up or down um, in energy, and stocks, and derivatives, et cetera. The second part is information and data. Um, and this is the part that they're hoping to build up with this uh, acquisition. Uh, in this section of the business, they're doing just what you would think. They're selling, Uh, the data that they gather through being a market maker, to investors, to traders, uh, to support bank operations, so that people can make better decisions uh, when they're operating in markets. Having these two distinct lines of business creates uh, the ability to cross sell to customers. So uh, sell a customer uh, information and data about the market, and then charge them to go and execute the trade, Then the trade becomes additional data that gets incorporated in data that you sell back to customers who then decide to make a trade and then you get a fee of the trade. So these are complementary business lines um, that they, as the company describes, can cross-sell to customers through. The CEO describes the business as all weather and I would agree with him. It's fee-driven, it's low capex. They employ less than 9,000 people globally uh, despite being a fairly large company um, with over $50 billion market cap. All right, getting into the Black Knight overview, this is the company that ICE is looking to acquire. Black Knight, Inc. is a technology company that through its subsidiaries provides software, data, and analytics solutions to the mortgage and consumer loan, real estate, and capital markets industry. The company product portfolio includes software solutions to support loan origination, processing and servicing, and data analytics solutions such as automated valuation models, data integration, risk assessment, among others. Black Knight's business is organized in two segments, software solutions and data analytics. The majority of revenue comes from the company's software solutions segment, and most of the company's revenue is earned in the United States. You can see from that description that the business is complementary to ICE's business. Two segments, they're really operating in kind of that market making and data analytics space. Although Black Knight focuses on uh, the mortgage space specifically, which is something that ICE is trying to grow their presence in. Black Knight uh, focuses mostly on the origination, origination of loans, while ICE um, is more on the back-end financialization, and they're looking to bring those two segments together. So uh, to sum that up, Black Knight's acquisition will see Intercontinental Exchange expand further into the mortgage space, allowing for both market-making and information data monetization across the life of the loan. Furthermore, the company can cross-sell between the two markets and adjust, and resell to customers throughout the life of the mortgage. ICE estimates that mortgages at this time cost $8,000 to onboard along with extended closing time and believes that digitization and incorporating modern market technologies into the mortgage space should reduce frictional costs and accelerate uh, the mortgage closing process. All right, the Black Knight purchase specifics. What is this deal actually going to look like? First off, it's set to close in the first half of 2023. Intercontinental Exchange has set a purchase price for Black Knight of $85 a share, which equals $13 billion total uh, in market cap of Black Knight. It will be an 80% cash, or excuse me, an 80% stock, 20% uh, cash deal. It'll be a combination of the cash portion will be a combination of debt and cash that Intercontinental Exchange has on the balance sheet. The transaction will take Intercontinental Exchange's debt to EBITDA ratio up to 4.2 at the close of the transaction, which is uh, historically a little bit high for Intercontinental. I don't think they've done that since uh, another acquisition they did uh, about eight years ago. Um, And along with that, the CEO's game plan for Intercontinental Exchange is to suspend Intercontinental Exchange share repurchases until they bring that debt to EBITDA back down to a normalized level. And they're looking to maintain their investment grade credit rating throughout the whole process, which is the reason for the cash conservation and not repurchasing shares for uh, a good year or so. Okay, so since the announcement of this uh, acquisition, ICE stock has dropped from its $135 a share high to a nearly two-year low of about $100, despite record-breaking Q1 2022 profits. So they came out and announced a record-breaking quarter for Intercontinental Exchange, and at the same time, the stock has been on a downward slide, which I think is partly to do with general market decline. Um, But then really accelerated after the announcement, which would seem to have something to do with the specifics of the announcement, um, the dilution of stock and the amount of debt that the company is going to take on. All right. The Ice Black Knight deal still has uh, to clear regulatory uh, hurdles, but the Ice CEO is confident that no antitrust concerns will become a roadblock to uh, the purchase of the company. He sees the mortgage origination business as complementary to ICE's existing mortgage business rather than a consolidation of competing businesses. ICE CEO expressed that he does not believe any spin-off will be required ahead of the Black Knight purchase. In other words, if regulators came in and said that there was some monopolistic concern in the merger, they might ask, ICE to divest some assets prior to the purchase, uh, but the CEO at last earnings call uh, was fairly certain that that would not be required and that there would be uh, no major hurdles uh, with the SEC in closing this deal. All right, let's talk a little bit about valuation. The current Intercontinental Exchange valuation, uh, across the last 10 years, their price to earning has had an average of 284 And that ranged from uh, a low of 13.9, that's where the stock is now, 13.9 times earnings, to a high of 66.7 times earnings in 2014. And a mid-20s PE has been uh, sort of the modal number uh, where the stock sits most of the time, somewhere around the 25 um, PE range is where ICE tends to hang out over the last 10 years. With its current low PE of 13.9, ICE offers a 7% earnings yield, which is pretty good and definitely better than the S&P 500 at large. All right, the stock does appear to be down because of the increased debt and share dilution that ICE will employ in order to complete the acquisition. So a little bit more on that. The debt for ICE will rise from its current $2.4 billion up to around five billion at the close of the deal, so they're taking on about 2.6 billion uh, in debt. It looks like to finance the cash portion of the Black Knight purchase. ISIS share count will increase approximately 104 million shares, rising from today's 565 million shares up to 670 million shares after the Black Knight acquisition, and that is the, in order to. P- Uh, complete the stock portion of that $13 purchase of Black Knight. Leading up to and after the Black Knight purchase announcement, ice market cap fell nearly $15 billion from about $76 billion to its current $60 billion. Uh, What it looks like there is that investors uh, understood there was some dilution coming uh, in order to close the Black Knight purchase and went ahead and sold off some of the stock, uh, dropping the price down from that $76 billion to $60 billion, again, in anticipation of the fact that you're going to see an approximate uh, 20% uh, roughly dilution of the stock in order to facilitate the acquisition. Let's talk about Black Knight's valuation. So the uh, company they're acquiring, Black Knight, uh, has had lackluster earnings, to be honest, over the last 10 years, it started out with a net income of $106 million 10 years ago and ended with $208 million, uh, at present. The average P.E. ratio for Black Knight over the last five years sat at around 55, which is double the average P.E. for ICE. So given that uh, sort of lackluster performance on the part of Black Knight as an independent company, clearly Jeff Spraker thinks he can improve Black Knight's performance by tying it into the ICE system. His stated reasoning, again, is he wants to place everything from mortgage origination to servicing to financialization of the loans under one roof to reduce frictional costs and increase the value of the consumer data obtained throughout the process. He further hinted at the ability to increase consumer cash flow He didn't really explain what that meant. What I surmise it might mean is that during the life of the mortgage, uh, the potentially they could streamline customer refinancing. They could offer loan extensions to consumers. uh, They could offer maybe streamlined home equity loans for folks that qualify for that. And so basically as the company, ICE, gains more fidelity about their consumer, How likely is the consumer to pay? Do they miss payments? Is their credit improving or declining, et cetera? Uh, They can then use that data to modify the loan throughout the life of the loan. Maybe help the consumer out, maybe find more ways to monetize the loan for the company. Again, the CEO didn't really describe what he meant there, but those are some things I'm guessing they intend to do with the data collection behind the mortgage business. So basically this proposal in a nutshell. Uh, The reason I like um, ICE to begin with, and the reason I think this might be a good opportunity, the business, as we talked about, has minimal capex. Uh, It generates income through trading volatility, through new product offerings, along with the sale of data and analytics to support traders, investors, and the banking system. It has a similar wide moat to other businesses, uh, in this sector, things like Moody's, Standards and Poor's, which are, of course, rating agencies. Um, and they essentially have this protected space within the financial system. And they get to take a cut or a fee uh, off of all these transactions, regardless of broader market direction. So if you go back to 2008, everybody remembers uh, Moody's and Standard and Poor's kind of getting a lot of flack because... They didn't see necessarily the credit problems in the market coming. And despite that fact, uh, the stocks did well. Um, they had that low capex. They made money whether the market went down or market went up. And as far as the regulators are concerned, uh, there's a couple large businesses that have the ability to come in and rate other companies. Moody's and Standard & Poor's were in that niche. And they got to keep their place. So if you think of things like New York Stock Exchange or NASDAQ or other market makers, um, Chicago Mercantile Exchange, I think it's fairly similar. Uh, you've got a player who has some, if you want to call it regulatory capture, and the ability to stay entrenched and collect fees as long as they do it reasonably in a space. And so I do like that business model. It seems to have a wide moat. All right, so... Moving on from that, ICE has a track record of solid management over the last 10 years with earnings per share up to $7.20 today from $1.50 10 years ago. So significant increase to the earnings per share on the part of the CEO and founder. The company should do well in an inflationary environment, as I said, given the relatively few people employed, low capex, and fee-driven business that can adjust its cost up uh, regardless of market direction. Uh, I think I'll establish, so for this one me personally, I think I'll establish a small position uh, based on how solid and inflation-proof the business model is. And I understand that I'm trusting uh, the CEO Sprecher's ability to deliver value on what on the surface appears to be a fairly expensive acquisition because you've got a company in ice that trades around 25 times earnings um, and is even a little bit undervalued right now looking to acquire something that trades at about 50 times earnings uh, and do some serious dilution and acquire some debt uh, in order to do that so on the surface it's a it's an outstanding company buying what seems like a mediocre company but this is not the first acquisition that uh, the ice ceo has uh, closed He's done several acquisitions to build the business to where it is now. Uh, and obviously he does see some value added in capturing from beginning to end of the mortgage market and then growing that roughly 25% of ICE's revenues that's in the mortgage space into a more significant um, portion of their overall revenue. So with that, uh, again, kind of fast and furious, just trying to give you an overall wave top summary. Um, For episode 23 here, Uh, hopefully you've got a good overview of ICE now and the value proposition that uh, might be there in this Black Knight acquisition. So rarely do these wide moat financial companies like Moody's, S&P, or I'd even maybe throw Visa and MasterCard into that group. Rarely do those companies go on sale because everybody knows that they're just fee generating machines and they're outstanding businesses. So usually they trade at pretty high multiples. Uh, But uh, when these things do go on sale, it's definitely worth taking a look and figuring out if this is a temporary condition and an opportunity to establish a position in a company that's outstanding that you didn't own before. Uh, So we'll definitely keep you an eye on this one. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got something out of the overall valuation process. And we'll see you guys for episode 24 next week.